WPHT, WPHT, HD, WOGL, HD3, Philadelphia. Always live on the free Odyssey app. From the Sherry Hill Volvo Studios, where relationships matter. Live and local from Philadelphia. Free speech lives here. Here. It's Kale and Company on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. And away we go, live on this Friday, January 5th. It is indeed Kale and Company, right here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. We are always live on the free Odyssey app. And of course, streaming live for your video viewing pleasure on YouTube. As we head until 10 o'clock this morning, 855-839-1210, the phone number, social media, at 1210WPHT, I am at Nick Kale, K-A-Y-A-L, Don Stenzel with the news, Greg Stocker, the chairman of the board, Anthony Dorenzo, Phil Almquist, our associate producers. Oh, do we have a jam-packed show today on a frigid, frigid Friday. It was 23 degrees when I got into my truck this morning. Good Lord. Don Stenzel, good morning. How are you? Good morning. Gregory. Hey, am I here? Um, let me check. This Hold on a bad. second. This Where week, are you? Hello. This week has just been... Uh, you know, 2024 you're... has not been a great uh, <laughs> start so far for me. <laughs> if I could turn I gotta back say, time. Let me just say real fast. I, I went... I was very proud of the fact that I went almost 15 years, and I took maybe two sick days in my entire <laughs> career here. In since you've done since you started with us, yeah, I've taken like this is m- like my fourth. Yeah, I don't think you should be blaming me. I think it's more on your kid bringing home it's 100% germs. Hundred percent, my kid. <laughs> yeah, bad work out of you. Yeah, the kid and kale. Yeah, the kid and kale. <laughs> yeah. that'll be the second show I host. <laughs> Gale and Company followed by the Kid and Gale. Oh, God. Yes. I just want, I, I just, I'm tired of sitting at home, honestly. Like, I, I just, I'm like, I need to get to work. I need to get back to work. Stalker's going to be here tonight at 5.30, and one, uh, of, the, one of the suits would be like, go home already. <laughs> of course, the suits would have to be here to tell you that, but that's a different story. Yeah. Uh, a lot of good stuff to get to on the show this morning. We have a big take on Nikki Haley. A lot of the things that I've been hearing that, I just don't like. So we've got to flush that out this morning. Also, another batch of Epstein documents gets released last night. And we also have more Hollywood celebrity A-listers. Not that they did anything wrong, but yeah, they are can, linked to Epstein. Can we stop saying the list? It's not the list. It is... It's well, people, there's three things. It's Yeah, it's people who were asked if they ever visited right. in a deposition. We have documents... Yes, we, yeah. have, we have court proceeding documents... We have flight logs, but we still don't have the black book. Yes. The black book is truly the smoking gun. That's going to tell us everything. Correct. Correct. Like, Definitely worth clarifying. It, the media, and I'm sorry, I'm, I'm like, I'm trying out of a can of Good. 603. Because I've got nothing left this week. I've had post-nasal drip. You can, you can carry us home, buddy. But the media is naming these people in this thing, like, uh, yeah. associated with Epps. All there's... Some of them, not all of them, some of them, all they're saying is, uh, did you ever see so-and-so uh, with on on the island? Yeah. And they're like, no. Right. And that is, well, he was named in the court proceedings. Like, it, that's completely... Correct. Not the same thing. Absolutely correct. So we will get to that coming up this hour for sure. 
Also another school shooter in Iowa yesterday from one segment of the population, one group or community, very similar to Nashville. We'll get to that story. Also, a lot of local stuff, some tragic stuff here locally in Philadelphia with SEPTA. Uh, Joe is now losing young women in the polls. And Gavin Newsom and Phil Murphy, uh, Phil Murphy with something in common. So we'll get to that this morning as well. Plus, soccer's cut sheet here on a Friday. So a lot to delve into, but before we get to all of it, let's get to the news, because I'm sure there is plenty. And for that, round number one, 605, The Great Don Stensland. Yes, and in a moment, we'll have the latest from the Philadelphia Health Department, the latest warning, and the latest big hospital group that is masking up. All of this on this Friday morning. Good morning, January 5th. We are at 25 degrees, so we've warmed up five whole degrees <laughs> this morning since uh, since Nikea left the house in the <laughs> Honda Ridgeline, right? Yeah. We have so much to talk about this morning in the news We are looking at this police investigation and just a shocking video that has now gone viral, learning more about what happened after this deadly push of a man onto the tracks of a SEPTA train station. This is University City last night following a scuffle, a fight between two men. At one point, if you look at the video, it shows one of the men punching the other and then forcing him to fall back onto the tracks seconds later that train on the market frankfurt line strikes the man killing him you hear the screams of those waiting on the uh platform there it's it's a horrifying situation i saw you tweet the video out about 40 what 45 minutes ago i think mark fusetti had the video of it and yeah he just gets knocked right off and then within two seconds here comes the septa train and that presumably just runs them over and crushes them. Yeah. And it's awful. It's a lot of the media is not, you know, so, some of them are not report, uh, letting the sound go on. But you hear those, the horror, the screams of people on the, who are waiting there and witnessing this just feed away. Uh, the reason I retweeted uh, Sergeant Mark Fuzetti was because he's the only one who's talking about the two gen- the two men who are fighting one of them who became ultimately the victim who's dead. And and so, you know, we'll talk about that moving forward. But I think nobody's saying, well, did people know who these individuals were and could this tragedy have been avoided? And I think that's a question that we need to look into more deeply. So Philadelphia police are investigating. They have one person in custody and um, they took that person into custody at the next station stop at 40th Street Station, by the way. So the 40th. 34th Street Station was shut down for hours yesterday because this happened at the, you know, about fourth, between 4.30, So that's why it was shut down as well as the area near Drexel's campus. Well, if I, if I read Mark's tweet correctly, SEPTA police and authorities knew of these individuals that were homeless and that I think that they, they know that these people have been down there. They've basically, according to Mark, I think I'm paraphrasing, mm-hmm. uh, they they use the SEPTA trains themselves as beds and toilets. So this seems like it could have been another preventable tragedy, so to speak. Yeah, and so it's one of those root problem type situations yeah. that if we kept homeless people or maybe people with mental health issues or people with chemical dependency issues. And, you know, and by the way, we're under this code blue warning right now for Philadelphia, Montgomery County, multiple other 
you know, entities are also declaring these code blues because it is 20 degrees overnight and it does impact the homeless. So we have the shelters to provide for homeless people or people um, in these dire situations that don't have to sleep on a train. So uh, we'll look more into that. I do want to get to President Biden visiting our region, uh, traveling. He won't be traveling tomorrow, as expected, to Valley Forge, where he had hoped to have the Valley Forge you know, backdrop of Pennsylvania, George Washington, Continental Army, you know, thinking about 250 years ago and protecting democracy. That's really the message. But Biden is coming today because of this big storm that we've been talking about. We have more details on that. So Biden expected to decry former President Donald J. Trump for the riot by a mob of his supporters who overran the Capitol in an attempt to overturn the 2020 presidential election. These are some of the talking points that you you can look forward to in this speech today. So how does it impact the local community? Because he was supposed to be there on a Saturday. So he is so because of this, there are alerts, for example, to the, the entire Wissahickon School District there in Montgomery County. Think of Bluebell. You think of Montgomery County Community College. Oh, great. My neck of the woods. Yep. So I shouldn't leave my house. going to be traffic everywhere. Redlock. Oh, great. So they're they're actually dismissing school for many of the schools at 11 a.m. today. Mm-hmm. Because initially I thought, were they doing this so that the kids could go or attend the attend the speech or something of that nature? But I really truly think that it's because of this last-minute change that it's going to be gridlock shutdowns due to the motorcade and all of that. Yeah, I usually get home right around 11 o'clock. So, so they just came off of what, two, week and a half, two-week break, and yeah. then they get yeah, out. Yeah, just like, just like you. And then they get out on, uh, <laughs> oh. on uh, Friday uh, early because the commander-in-chief is yeah. Yes. Wow. Yep. We're not even supposed to get that much snow, though. I know. Like, what are we doing? <laughs> yeah, tomorrow is, is we're looking at, I'll, I'll just go into the, well, let me talk about the measles before I talk about the oh, forecast. Yeah, yeah. So let's get to the measles. Do you want oh to get God. to the measles? Something else I can catch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so there are now, we now are getting an update on <clears throat> these measles cases. And I, you know, we never used to talk about this. So maybe who the question is, we have an unprecedented amount of people that we don't know about their vaccination cards coming into the country. I have no idea if that, in fact, is leading to these outbreaks of Mm -hmm. things like measles that we never used to really talk about. But we do have these measles outbreaks. And one location was announced just two days before Christmas. So uh, Dr. Cheryl Bettigal, Philadelphia Health Commissioner, releasing some new information talking about these six confirmed cases which originated at Children's Hospital of Philadelphia. So they had to do some quarantines, but obviously some of the children ended up at CHOP because they were sick. And I I thought, and uh, probably to your point of maybe people coming in illegally or whatever it might be, weren't weren't the measles and the mumps basically eradicated decades ago in this country? Okay. Yes. That's what I thought. The, The risk to babies... So there might be something else go on going on that people didn't get their young children vaccinated. Uh, citizens perhaps not doing that. The risk here is when you get your your you know measles, mumps, rubella, those types of vaccinations. Okay. So to this is this is a severe risk to um, perhaps somebody who's pregnant, but also to very young you know young little babies mm-hmm. who aren't vaccinated yet. So the Jefferson Health Building on Chestnut Street. They have a, a multicultural education station, daycare on Castor Ave, 
and multiple daycares, children's hospital. These are the, some of the locations that they're giving out, just saying if you or your child was, especially young babies, near these areas, you know, we, we want to quarantine you. Shut this thing down. Sunday night around uh, 845, we'll get the text from Stalker. Hey, I've got the mumps. I'm out tomorrow. <laughs> Anthony, be ready. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Don't even say that. Oh, God. Wow. It's a nightmare. Yeah, it is. All right. Let's talk about the forecast real quick here. This is uh, the today. It's beautiful, by the way. So we're 41 degrees, bright, sunny skies. We've warmed up 26 degrees during this uh, newscast, by the way. But there, we've there is a winter storm watch that is being, you know, issued by um, by by the National Weather Service. So tomorrow is the question. The high tomorrow is 40 degrees. So we do have precipitation, but the high tomorrow is 40. The high on Sunday is 39. On Monday, it's 43. So the question is, when does this hit? So it looks like on Saturday evening, when the sun sets, temperature starts to drop, we will see some slushy flurries, depending on where you are, but maybe about an inch. Then on Sunday, if you're, let's say, in Lehigh County, you're looking at three to six inches. Mm-hmm. So Sunday is the is the question. But for us in this area, it looks like right now, a couple of inches. And that would be earlier on Sunday. But north and west, <clears throat> even in Chestnut Hill, um, Bluebell, Montgomery County, you know, they could see two, three inches. And then as you move north and west, those numbers go up. Oh, God. Mm. What shall we do? I know. Oh, yeah. my goodness. I better make sure all my um, remote radio equipment works in case I can't make it in here Monday I, morning. I've been hearing for a week, for a week now about this storm. And we're, we're getting maybe three yeah. inches in the Lehigh Valley. Better rush out to your local grocery store and grab bread and toilet paper and milk and fabric softener. You could be trapped for weeks. <laughs> they're always wrong, though. I know. So that's the concern. What if they're wrong and we get like 12 inches? Well, this is what happens when you don't get any snow for over 720 days. <laughs> Everybody starts to panic over four inches. Kale and Company News Live. All right, Don. thank you very much. 614 Friday morning. Let's wrap up the week with one last big take. The Big Take on Kale and Company. The big take this morning, hard pass on Haley. The more you are around someone, the more you learn about them, right? In politics, the more you hear and see a politician and the more you read about them, the more you learn about them as well. Over the last eight months, we have seen and heard a lot from Ron DeSantis. And it became very clear that despite being a policy champion and a very effective governor, in fact, in my opinion, the best governor in America, we've come to realize that he's lacking in some presidential areas. Well, the same applies to Nikki Haley, but for a completely different set of reasons. Now, it is worth noting that she is polling very well. In fact, she has officially surpassed Ron DeSantis in the national GOP polling average. Now, look, it's all for nothing, since we all know it's Trump in a runaway landslide and has been really since day one. But I'll give Nikki her just due before I go on to crush her here and tell you why I'm personally out on Nikki Haley and want nothing to do with her. But according to the 538 for the first time in the 2024 election cycle, Nikki Haley has come in second in the pollster's average. It also highlights her rise in the polls that has been taking place over the last few months. Haley has been gaining momentum since August with fuel from multiple strong primary debate performances, And DeSantis has held second in the GOP field throughout most of the race. And even at one point in time, if you recall, he was somewhat closely behind former President Trump before all of the indictments started to occur. 
but he has dropped over the months from about 30% nationally to low double digits. Now, Haley has also taken second place in the Hill's decision desk, HQ National Political Average, having held it since mid-December. And she and DeSantis are statistically tied in the real clear politics polling average. Okay, so why am I washing my hands on Nikki Haley? In any way, shape, or form, to be honest. I don't even want Nikki Haley as Trump's VP. Well, there's a variety of reasons. Let's begin with this. We just saw our southern border get bulldozed by illegal migrants in the month of December to the tune of over 302,000 in a single month. But don't tell Nikki Haley that. Talk about poor timing and poor messaging. Here's the former South Carolina governor talking about illegal immigration. Listen and watch. But let's keep in mind, these people that are wanting to come here, they want to come for a better life, too. They have kids, too. They have a heart, too. They, so we don't need to be disrespectful. We don't need to talk about them as criminals. They're not. They're families that want a better life, and they're desperate to get here. Disrespectful? Well, let's talk about disrespectful, shall we, Nikki? Disrespectful is being here in this country, being put up in a $500 a night New York City hotel, tossing the free food you're given in the trash, having all-night alcohol and drug-fueled benders in the hotel room, trashing the hotel room, and having your sexual encounters spill out into the hallways. That is what illegal migrants have been doing after we have sheltered them and given them a nice life in New York high-rises. That is disrespectful. And how do you know who all of these people are, Nikki? You just think that every single one is here for a better life? Some, if not many, certainly are. But what about the cartels? Human traffickers, drug smugglers, fentanyl pouring over the border, killing our children, not to mention terrorists from around the globe with an ambition to enter the country and plenty of ports of entry to enter. And remember, I've said this on the show multiple times, that while she is polling well, she isn't doing well on social media with the Trump base. And it's actually the opposite of Vivek Ramaswamy, if you think about it, who isn't polling well at all, but is a darling to the right and the Trump base on social media. And I've told you for two months that MAGA wants no part of Nikki Haley. And here's why. Listen to Vivek Ramaswamy lay it out for you with Tucker Carlson on the latest episode of Tucker Carlson Uncensored. Listen and watch this. I think what's become clear to me now, I'm in the thick of this GOP primary, is that the real puppet they're trotting out isn't Gavin Newsom. It isn't Michelle Obama. I was wrong about that, actually. I think the true puppet masters, the thing about them is they're fundamentally nonpartisan in nature. There's a few things they care about. Keeping the foreign war machine humming is high on the list. Keeping the administrative state's control of the United States is also high on the list. They found a much more convenient puppet within the Republican Party itself. It's not Gavin. It's not Michelle. It's Nikki, actually. And I think that if you just follow exactly who are the very people who are paying to keep Donald Trump off the ballot, who are funding the lawsuits that keep Trump off the ballot, the Reed Hoffmans of the world funding lawsuits against Trump, the Larry Finks of the world, king of the woke industrial complex, CEO of BlackRock, it's just obvious and hiding in plain sight. Who are these people propping up? It's not Biden and it's not even Gavin Newsom. It's Nikki Haley within the Republican Party itself. And I think that that makes for a very convenient frontman because then they actually have absolved themselves from any allegations of 
partisanship or democratic partisanship against Donald Trump. It's, they can say, oh, no, 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 we're not partisans. We're actually bipartisan. Actually, the deep state, and I would say the managerial class more broadly, is fundamentally nonpartisan. They have their core objectives. And Nikki makes for a far better Trojan horse to actually accomplish that objective. So not Biden, not Gavin, not Michelle, but Nikki Haley. Neutrality, they can claim. See, we don't hate the GOP. Think about it. Who came to Nikki's rescue on the debate stage? That was Chris Christie, the biggest rhino of them all. And who has been given relatively positive coverage on mainstream media besides Chris Christie in the GOP primary? That would be also Nikki Haley. Who loves war? Nikki Haley does. Actually, just like Lindsey Graham. Must be a South Carolina GOP thing down there. And who wanted to squash you on social media this past November? Nikki Haley. Who has been very pro-China? Nikki Haley. And we just played you the clip of her on illegal immigration. The answer, as Vivek lays it out for you, is right in front of your very eyes. Now, it's up to you if you want to believe it or not. But Nikki Haley can be a conservative and a Republican, yet actually be the intended agenda all along. But there's plenty about her that doesn't scream America first. And while she would be better than Joe Biden, make no mistake about it, and when it comes to my personal opinion, I would love to have her over Joe, Nikki is officially a no-no for me when it comes to being Trump's vice president and or winning the Republican primary. Haley, hard pass. I'm out. And that's The Big Take. The Big Take on Kale & Company. All right, big take this morning. If you want to jump in, thoughts and reaction, you can certainly do so. 855-839-1210 is the phone number, 855-839-1210. On social media, at 1210WPHT. Or, of course, be a part of the Kale & Company comment community on YouTube. Just go to youtube.com slash at 1210WPHT and hit the like and subscribe buttons today. Coming up next, we'll get some thoughts and reactions to that, as well as another batch of documents with Jeffrey Epstein gets released last night and other A-list celebrities that have been brought up in the Epstein saga. We'll get to that as we continue. Six o'clock hour this morning, Nick, Dawn, and Greg here on Kale & Company on Talk Radio 1210WPHT. It's Kale & Company On Demand. From Talk Radio 1210 WPHT and the free Odyssey app. Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Nick, Dawn, Greg, Anthony, Phil, good to have you in. 855-839-1210. Cut sheet at 745 this morning. We will also get into uh, day number two of the Jeffrey Epstein documents fallout. Also, tragedy in Iowa yesterday, so a lot on the docket this morning. But I do want to get thoughts on what we just laid out for uh, the big take with Nikki Haley. Um, I, I thought Vivek Ramaswamy, and I understand that he has had an axe to grind with Nikki Haley from day one. They've had a rivalry within the Republican primary debates for sure. Um, but I do find it very interesting because as annoying as Vivek can be at times, he does make a lot of really, really good points. And sometimes they're super deep and your head's ready to explode. But there's other times where he lays it out very simplistically. And when you start talking about what he said in the big take of that clip that we played for you when he was on with Tucker Carlson, I mean, we've known some of these things about Nikki Haley and some of which maybe we did not know. But apparently she's a darling of Larry Fink from BlackRock. We know she loves war 
She she she's she doesn't love war. She, I think Stop. she definitely loves war. <laughs> like, I, I, she's got the Lindsey Graham George Bush field. I, she, you know what it is, and maybe I'm wrong here. And if you if you disagree, that's great. We can have some conversation about this. She reminds me of a lot of of like a Bush type Republican, and I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I'll take that over Joe Biden ten out of ten times. But the more I hear her and the more I read about her and I hear, uh, I like to listen to other people that are pretty intelligent and their opinions. And I'm just like, you know what? I'm out on Nikki Haley. I, I Now I see why MAGA wants nothing to do with her. I'm not saying that she's anti-America, but I don't know that she's America first. We played you that clip on the illegal immigration. Well, don't be disrespectful. These are human beings as well. I'm not being disrespectful. But I care more about Americans than I do about other people trying to enter this country the wrong way. If that makes me a bad person, then so be it. I think that her that message, even though I don't agree with what she said, I think it resonates with uh, the Don Stenzons of the world. Do you? I do. And Maybe not. I, I'm not calling you out, Don, but I'm just saying that the suburban mom, I, I think that that is a message that resonates with them, to be honest with you. I could be wrong. It, in regards to what, as far as taking care of other people and you know making sure that people come into this country, the, that... com- the compassionate conservative uh, okay. approach, you know, for all of the, you know, all the suburban moms who claim to be Christians. <laughs> Stalker, you're needling. He's, ne- he's needling, Don. Get in there. He's needling. Yeah. Does, 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 so does, am, am this I, is Greg. Am I being out of line, Nikki? Greg just, you know, he's recovering from the flu, so yeah. just. He just wants to wind me up yep. so that he can sit back and sip his coffee. Exactly. Gu- guys, Greg, Greg, won't be in, so Greg won't be in Monday because Dawn punched him right in the <laughs> eye socket. Never. I love Greg. So are, are, are you buying what Vivek is selling as far as the powers that be propping up Nikki as the Trojan horse? Because we, we know they don't want Joe. Nobody wants Joe. I mean, their own party doesn't want Joe. The only way Joe wins re-election, if he is the nominee, is simply be because it's a vote against Trump, much like 2020. But they're not propping up Gavin. Be I mean, think about this. Sean Hannity's propped up Gavin Newsom more than the powers that be on the left, if you think about it, with all the platforms he's been given on Fox News. So is Vivek on to something here with Nikki Haley kind of being... Um, I don't even know what the right phrase. I don't want to call her a rhino because she's not. She's she's definitely a rock solid conservative for the most part. But is it is it pause for concern with Nikki Haley when you hear this type of stuff? No. Okay. I'm not. Con- I'm just. Okay. I'm not. Con- Look, Democrats are going to vote D. Republicans are going to vote R for the most part. And I would, and I would still. And I would still vote for Nikki if she was the nominee. I'm not saying I would ever not vote for Nikki Haley. So, you, so you're not out on Nikki Haley. I'm out. The I whole lie. premise of the big take I is I'm out on Nikki Haley. Well, if it, but if, if if she's the nominee, I'll vote for. Well, her. if it's her against Biden, yeah, I mean, give me anybody other than Joe Biden for God's sakes. Okay. Yeah, but I don't want her as Trump's VP. Not not saying that Trump would maybe even really consider her. I don't even know that that's a possibility. But. It's just there's so many things about Nikki Haley where I'm like, like I said, like you know, the more you hear from people and the more you read and the more you learn, it's now I understand. And I look, I, I know you're going to probably lose your mind because it's social media. The more I see the the Trump base on social media that really says they want nothing to do with Nikki Haley, the more I get it. If if it's about the America First movement, if it's about MAGA, I don't think there's much MAGA about Nikki Haley. That's all I'm saying. Well, yeah. So think about Joe Biden coming a day early because of an inch of snow. 
Uh, you know, it's like it's embarrassing. Not a joke. Uh, what, if, what if George? This is the question. Trump should go to Valley Forge tomorrow and say, <laughs> "What if George Washington had just avoided yeah. the revolution because of an, about an inch of snow?" Yep. But I think for Nikki Haley, the the honest to goodness truth is that what what do they have to run on? I mean, we have this jobs report coming out today. We're all coping with this Bidenomics, this crazy, the horrible uh, economy. And everything that's going on with Biden. And so we know that suburban women or maybe just all women were in America. Many women were triggered by the fa- this whole abortion issue. Mm-hmm. And that was a trigger issue. Trump is a trigger issue. MAGA, January 6th, all these de- threats to democracy. So what do they have if if Nikki Haley is indeed the nominee? She's answered well for a broader audience. Right, Like right now she's having trouble Right with with a more you're more conservative right. when you're the candidate, but then you have to go more mainstream when you're the overall candidate. So when she's a mainstream candidate as a woman, as a woman of ethnicity, then she's the mainstream candidate, and she has a pr- some pretty good answers on abortion, and she doesn't seem like she's drastic in air quotes like a Ron DeSantis mm-hmm. as he's being called by the left. Yeah. So now what do they have? Is she MAGA? Is she a threat to democracy? You see what I'm saying? So, so all they can say about her is, oh, she's a warmonger, I guess. Although they're, I don't, where's the evidence on that? And so I think that, I think that a lot of, I think in truth, if you believe the polls, Nikki Haley would be a slam dunk against Biden in a mainstream election. Well, I think the thing that people hold against her when it comes to being like a warmonger was her answers on the first set of debates when we got to the topic of Russia, Ukraine, where she was, and I'm paraphrasing here, she basically had said, we need to stay over there and keep funneling money and, you know, funding this war for as long as it takes. Whereas I think there are many conservatives that are now, which is really odd because the Republicans, by and large, uh, are are the party that are anti-war these days. And she sounded like she was somebody that was all in on doing whatever she could do or whatever America can do for Zelensky to make sure that this doesn't, you know, end poorly with the war against Russia and Putin. So I think they have that working against her. But I'll give her, you know, here's a little bit of credit. If you think about it, what does the left love to do? They love to play identity politics. So if you attack Nikki Haley from the left, doesn't that conveniently open up the, well, we can play this game as well for the Republicans, where they say, oh, you're attacking a female. You're attacking a minority female, so to speak. So there, there's all sorts of different things out there. But I, I just thought that was interesting with Vivek, because I never looked at it from that standpoint of, you know, when you're all of a sudden being backed by guys like Larry Rock or Larry Fink from BlackRock and Vanguard and stuff like that. And we gave you the big take yesterday on those companies that control a lot of the uh, the messaging and the power. So if you guys want to jump in, you can certainly do so. 855-839-1210. Yeah, I think that the, the best talking point for Vivek is when he goes through and talks about where where did she make all of her money? How did she make all of her money? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that he, what he's alluding to, and I, I'm not saying she did any, there's anything nefarious. I'm not saying she did anything illegal. But I think that what he's alluding to is that, hey, she's just part of the swamp. Yeah. Yep. Very true. 
Very true. So if you guys have thoughts, you can chime in. All right, so let's get to um, Jeffrey Epstein. Uh, day number two, we had another batch of documents that got released last night. Um, I, I would not say from a celebrity high-profile status that last night was riveting by any stretch. And as Greg said earlier in the show, you know, you got to remember there's three different things. You have all of this you know, testimony and these documents that are being unsealed from the Maxwell lawsuit. You, of course, have flight logs. And then, of course, we still don't know anything really specifically because nobody has released anything from the, quote, black book. But a second batch of files was made public yesterday and uploaded uh, apparently 40 different redacted documents. Uh, Documents unsealed include more mentions of former President Bill Clinton, uh, who is, quote, not accused of wrongdoing. Uh, I'm reading this from Fox News directly. That's not my words. Uh, British Prince Andrew, who was accused of wrongdoing, and a lengthy collection of emails to and from Jeffrey and more. Uh, also, a lot of celebrities and Hollywood A-listers that have their name linked to these court documents, uh, one of which was Stephen Hawking. I... <laughs> I believe there's like a video circulating of Stephen Hawking, which um, you take that for you know for what it's worth. He was allegedly involved in like orgies or something, a wild sex yeah. parties, and I mean, how, that, how is that possible? He's a he was he died of ALS, Lou Gehrig's, yeah. right? Uh, some well, he survived with Lou Gehrig's for decades, he which did. is unheard of. Yeah. I think the videos of him are in the wheelchair, correct? Yeah, that's my point. My mom died of that. Yeah. you are you become essentially a paraplegic, right? Um, so I don't, re- and he had to speak through that special analyzer. Yeah, so I don't really understand that, and that one, I- I'm going to say this disturbed me a little bit because he, first of all, he's he is deceased. He can't speak for him to defend himself. Yeah. Second of all, I don't know what happened here, but he was a completely disabled person. He couldn't move his arms or his legs. Right. So... (laughs) It's it's hard to kind of think about the logistics, right? (laughs) Well, and that's I'm a mercy situation. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. I don't, I don't know what to say. I, yeah, well that, well, that one was just disturbing. The other names, and we, we heard, you know, we had Bill Clinton, we had Michael Jackson. We gave you the other names, you know, two days ago. Uh, the new names that are out there that we did not mention yesterday are Leonardo DiCaprio, uh, Bruce Willis, who's also going through. Uh, well, he has dementia now, I believe. Yeah, uh, but it's really sad. I saw pictures of him around the holidays with his family. Uh, Bruce Willis, Leonardo. DiCaprio, Kate Blanchett, Cameron Diaz, uh, and then also Kevin Spacey, named in these documents, uh, although none of these people accused of, quote, any wrongdoing, which has been pretty much the phrase everybody has used to avoid, you know, any you know, accusations. So all we know is that this guy has had has a really wide orbit of really famous, really powerful people, yeah. men and women. Yep. And we don't really know anything because th- this is just, you know, some people have flown on his plane. Donald Trump did. Right. So what are RFK. we? RFK did. So what are we? Uh, so what are we to make of? flight logs and uh, you know guilt by association for maybe doing business with them and the really 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 sick 
I almost cursed there, sick stuff that, you know, some of these people engaged in with underage girls. Right. And that's the part that's getting buried is the minors, the victims. There's a huge difference here. You know what I mean? Like, like that's why when Aaron Rodgers said that about Jimmy Kimmel is that you can't just throw his name in with Jeffrey Epstein because people say all the time that like it's you know if you're associated with him they think it's because of the underage sex stuff right and we're we're realizing that a lot of these people were just associates with him mm-hmm. maybe flew on his plane but really didn't you know go to the island or have right. have you know partake well, as that's far what as I think, we know that's what i think so many people on the left were hoping for with trump oh i was trump involved with minors did he go to the I, island i agree but to be fair bill clinton has not been charged of anything either or accused of anything either well but keep in mind i mean now you take it for what it's worth but i think All, with everything we've heard when you hear clinton in the court documents um i believe it was epstein himself that said clinton likes them young okay great that, great i but, mean i don't think you need but, to be a rocket scientist to put two and two together right, to be fair though to be fair though because i'm i you know i'm hearing a lot of the left, all they want to talk about is Donald Trump and his association with Epstein. And the right, all they want to talk about is Bill Clinton and his association with Epstein. True. Donald Trump in a Vanity Fair interview in 2003 or something also said that Jeffrey Epstein likes his girls young. <clears throat> so so we can't just take that. Wait, because, wait, 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 no. wait, wait. That was, two, okay. that was 2003, Greg. Okay. It was 20 okay. years ago, and that was before. Mm-hmm. What's the important line here? Is when the when the the Miami allegations came out, and then Epstein in that bizarre, unheard of plea deal didn't have to go to jail, even though it was basically a, a human trafficking type charge involving minors, involving young girls. So when did they After- say this about? When did they say this about Bill Clinton? Look, I'm not I'm no, not excusing Bill Clinton. Bill Clinton's a creep. <laughs> but all I'm saying is is that is is that we can't just sit here and throw in Bill Clinton when he hasn't really been accused of anything because of that under eight like he likes them young. We're looking at this in a lens of twenty twenty four. Right. We we didn't nobody knew Liking them young means, you know, maybe he likes them nineteen twenty. It can still be of age. Right now, the really the only one, unless I've missed anything in these in these documents, the only one that's truly nailed to a T has been Brit- uh, Britain's Prince Andrew. Correct. He's in the picture, right? With her, right? But just just real quick to to um, tighten this up uh, to me. Anybody in the documents after Epstein had been charged, pleaded guilty, and they knew. Th- that that this guy was in fact you know he pleaded guilty to charges involving underage girls to me that's significant so what was that 2008 ish so after that plea deal that he struck which my question is what does bill barr know bill did bill barr have the the black book what do authorities know what yeah. what does the u.s attorney know well keep Remember in mind that was trump's u.s attorney candidate yep. who cut that deal and that's why he didn't get it because this because this was a question, remember this yeah. during the Trump administration, so we I know we've talked about it in the past, but my point is, after this guy, you know he's a creepoid, by all accounts, everybody surrounding Trump and Trump's circle 
Trump was warning people, don't don't talk to that guy, don't go go don't attend a party and get a picture with that guy. Mm-hmm. Trump was tipped off after the Florida because he has Mar-a-Lago. Yep. So he's talking to some of those high level officials who are like, oh boy, this guy is uh this guy's a freak. And remember, the police, the law enforcement who Trump was very friendly with, the, the law enforcement community was furious over that high level deal. That was cut. Well, he was given a no prosecution agreement from the yes. first arrest, and then they arrest him again in 2019. And remember, that was a federal deal. So it makes you wonder how they can arrest. And I'm not. Def- don't. I, this is going to sound like I'm defending Epstein, but I'm not. Um, you know, you get that no plea, that no prosecution deal. Then he comes back from that flight from Paris in 2019, gets arrested. I encourage everybody to go back. I texted you guys this last night. Uh, Tucker Carlson interviews Epstein's brother in the newest episode, and it's like 25 minutes long. And they talk about all the events that led up to it, as well as his, uh, you know, quote suicide in prison. There's a lot of stuff that just doesn't add up here. I watched the entire thing, and I have a clip from okay. uh, for uh, touchy where they discuss about. Uh, Bill Barr's involvement of yeah. kind of sweeping this under the rug. Yeah, but, but his first arrest dates back to 2005, and that's what I'm talking about. So, right. the, so the Vanity Fair where he goes, oh, he's a great guy, and this and that and the other, because he knew him from Manhattan and parties and whatever. But after that, 2005, and then it led up, I think, 2008, and he got the plea deal. After that, Trump but, they cut cut many people cut off ties. And I'm just saying, there's a, a you know, it's like BC and AD. So in other words. After that whole situation happened, who still went to the island? Who still imbibed? When you know what I'm saying? Because you yeah. can no longer just say, "Oh, I didn't know. I thought he was a billionaire investor." Right. Well, well Bill Clinton was. It was from the 90s, wasn't it? When yeah, I think was Clinton was 93. Uh, yeah, that's, that would be right around the time he got he got into office. So, like, I, to, I just to your point about Bill Clinton. In other words, did Bill Clinton? Who went to the island? Let's say after 20, uh, to 2010. Let's, let's, you know what I mean? Yeah. Who went at, between 2010 and 2019 when these shenanigans were, who went to the island? That to me is more significant than throwing in all these big names to your point about Bill Clinton yeah. that were there in the 90s or pre mm-hmm. the first arrest. Yep. There's so many things that don't add up. Um, definitely check out that video. It's on uh, Tucker Carlson's Twitter page. There's all sorts of good stuff about, you know, the um, Epstein being on that tier in prison and how there was seven to 14 other inmates and the different angles as to who could have went in and killed him possibly and how they had they, they go back and look at the old 60 Minutes video of the uh, the autopsy expert who said he's never seen a neck snap in three different positions based on a self um, self hanging. So there's some one of the theories is that you know Epstein was basically connected with the CIA to get dirt on all of these high level individuals, and then he ends up dead. So um, if you're into that type of stuff, very fascinating, and we'll have some more of it on the cut sheet. Eight five five eight three nine twelve ten. We'll come back, put a bow on the six o'clock hour. Tragedy strikes in Iowa with another school shooting. The details on the way. Kale and Company, Talk Radio 1210 WPHD. The NFL regular season is wrapping up. There's still a time. <clears throat> There's still a chance to get in on the action with FanDuel in partnership with Valley Forge Casino. It's America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers can get $150 in bonus bets. Guaranteed when you place a $5 bet, that's $150. Bucks. And bonus bets, win or lose. I love the FanDuel app. It's so easy to use. There's so many different ways to bet. You can do live same-game parlays, which is amazing. Find bets in the new Explore tab. Make a parlay. 
uh, in the Parlay Hub, the best way to find uh, popular parlays and more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Greg. FanDuel.com slash Greg. Sign up right now and make your first bet a touchdown. FanDuel Sportsbook, the official partner of 1210 WPHD and the NFL. 21 and over. President PA, first online real money wager, only $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is not all trouble. Bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms on sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is the Kale & Company Podcast from Talk Radio 1210 WPHD and on the free Odyssey app. Busy morning, Kale & Company on a Friday. Nick Dawn and Greg, Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Under an hour till we get to the cut sheet. That's coming up 7.45 this morning. Also still ahead, more trouble for Joe Biden as he is now losing young women in the polls. We'll get to that. Also, Gavin Newsom and uh, Phil Murphy with something in common. That's coming up in the 7 o'clock hour as well. And we'll get to the Iowa shooting on the other side. But let's give something away right now. We've been giving away Major League Wrestling tickets all week long. Three pairs each and every morning. We'll have another pair coming up in the 8 o'clock hour, and then also for our morning mystery movie clip prize at 920. But if you are caller 12 right now at 855-839-1210, you will get a pair of tickets to see a live taping of Major League Wrestling this Saturday. That's tomorrow, January 6th, at the 2300 Arena in South Philadelphia. Caller 12, 855-839-1210. For more info and tickets, visit MLW2300.com. Coming up next, we'll get to the news, round number two with Dawn, and then an LGBTQ school shooter in Iowa. Are we surprised that we found out the identity of the shooter so quickly? We'll delve into that. Hour two next on Kale & Company. Start your day with Kale & Company. Weekday mornings, 6 till 10. On Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, and the free Odyssey app.